good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. It's your boy C I Double Z Y. You dig live action? The Culture Talks podcast here with my guy DJ Drewski. Go ahead and introduce yourself to the people, my guy. Well, I go by the name of DJ Drewski. Um, born and raised in Hartford, Connecticut. Um, been DJing about probably like ten years now. Um, right now DJing for Andre Drummond from the Cleveland Cavaliers. Uh, and then I got other artists also, little artists, uh, Ian Tails, Low Davis, um, Money West, Nasty Neff, uh, Mike Flows. That's just a couple of people who I did, uh, traveled and toured DJed with. Um, also opened up for A Boogie, Gunna, um, who else, Little Baby, and uh, Dave East. I DJed for Dave East a couple of times. I love Davies. That's my yeah, dude. Yeah, he's solid dude. Solid dude. Hey, man. Well, first off, congratulations on all your current successes. Um, I definitely was, you know, trying to get, I'm trying to get more people in the music industry from different cities, from, from different areas across the country on the episode or on an episode. So um, I definitely appreciate that. I definitely got a chance to check out I Am Tales. Great music. Um, so thank you for putting me on there just, just through your Instagram. Um, but uh yeah man talk a little bit about the experience growing up in Hartford you know not too many people at least where I'm from in Kansas City in the Midwest are too familiar with cities in Connecticut so talk about that experience what's life like over there and and how did that shape who you are as an individual today um well growing up in Hartford I was always into sports whether it was baseball basketball even hockey I, I played hockey so like um yeah, it's different. Left field. Um, but um, yeah, like it was just I was always around sports and I was um, always like a trouble kid, you know, always getting in trouble in classrooms and stuff like that. So the way I got into music was uh, in high school, the lady who was the ISS, like the inside suspension uh, person, she was always doing the marching band and stuff like that. So she was like, you know what, come play the drums. So you know, I know how to play the drums, the piano, and it was just me being in trouble so much that it made me love music. Like, all right, you want to act up in class? Go ahead, go play the drums for like 15 minutes, just to, <laughs> you know, just to get whatever you got to get off off your chest. So that's why I started with music. Um, and then after that, it was from my cousin, my cousin Lionel, um, back in Jersey. He uh, brought me to the studio one day and. Uh, there was a pair of turntables there. So I was just playing with the turntables. After that, I was like, you know what? I can get in. I can do this, you know? And then, you know, when you, once you take one thing and you take it serious, like, it's like, all right, but it's not a hobby no more. So right. like, this is my That's job. What That's what I, I what, what age was that where you like, first started like hopping on, on the turntables and started like testing, testing out, you know, your, your, your potential and, and obviously, now you are a successful DJ. So, so what age was that? And, and, um, you know, how, how was that experience? What was that, what was that like um, finding turntables, finding the, the DJ, you know, career path? Um, so I was known in high school, like to do all the mixtape music. So back then we didn't have Apple music or nothing. Like we had LimeWire, ShareWire, like all that. Mm -hmm. Um, so I was always to do with the new music, new mixtapes, you know, and everybody's like, yo, fill up my MP3 player. So I filled up the MP3 player. And then after that, they was like, yo, Drewski, 
So that's when I was like, all right, bet. Like, I'm going to run with that. Like, I didn't like it at first. I just like Drew. Call me Drew. And then it was like, yo, Drewski, 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 Drewski. And I caught on to it. And then, um, you know, 2010, that's when I really started, you know, saving my money up, buying a turntable, you know, buying a laptop, buying a good quality laptop after that. And it was just steps like that. So every year I'm always learning something new, whether it comes with my DJ technology or even as my skills. And and you talk you talk about the 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 throwback days when people was having to use the the MV3s, the iPod Nanos, the CDs, and all that, man. So what 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 music were you into? Who were you listening to? Like seventeen year old Drewski, like what were you listening to? Who, who who what was your vibe? And um yeah, talk about that. So seventeen year old Drewski, um, I remember you remember when uh, Chris Brown and Tiger had their little run together to where Tiger dropped all the mixtapes and then even Lil Wayne was dropping his mixtapes. Like I was part of that era as far as music wise. Like I knew everything off the back, you know, where Chris Brown was dropping mixtapes and stuff like that. Like now, if you look Chris Brown back then to now, like it's kind of similar where he's dropping a lot of, pro a lot of songs on one project. Mm -hmm. So that was the, that was like the, I was trying to get the more banger for my buck. You know what I'm saying? Of course. <laughs> yeah. So. I feel that. Who's who's like your 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 favorite hip hop artist? Oh, Drake. Drake. Okay. The God. The God. The God. Six God. I'm not I'm not gonna cap. You know, I've always liked Drake, but like recently over the past five years, I've come to realize he might he might be the greatest of all time. If we're talking about everything put together, of course everything, I have There's I'm, one of a kind. So I was just talking to my brother the other day. He was like, yo, there's a one of one of dudes you know there's a one jay-z there's a there's only one kind of one little wayne you feel me drake is a, a one of one you feel me so that's that's how like my brother and i we always talk about music even stuff like that like when we're just casually chilling right now you feel me who 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 is like your favorite collab with drake like the best song drake collab with another artist like what was your what was your favorite collab um Hard question, I know, because you got a lot of fire, fire tracks. It's difficult. I like question. I like the Drake and Rick Ross collab that they do. I do. I like I like that. I, I'll say that that's that's the one. I mean, when Drake does his like Janae and Nico thing, him and Janae and Nico, they like you feel me. It's two sides of Drake. You feel me? If you want the bars, like you feel me. That's where I'm going with. And then if you want like the soft stuff for the ladies, like. When I DJ, I DJ for the ladies only, you feel me? So it's just okay. like, all right, let me play some Janae and Nico. I feel that. that with Drake and stuff. I've been, I've been feeling like Drake's always been doing it for like a couple of years, but lately, like, he's been getting in more into his, like, bag of Toronto slash UK vibes with his, like, grime rap a little bit, you know? And he's been that Empire, that's really what it is, you know? Even when it comes to me and my DJ, and I try to build my empire, you know? Try to promote myself a certain type of way. You know, it's a vibe. He'd he be on top of, he'd be on top of his shit. I'm, I'm not going to cap. So it's funny though, because I, 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 when I was like DJ, when I was uh looking, you know, doing my little research, I was like, all right, bro, got to be a big Drake fan because he got like two, three playlists on SoundCloud with Drake mixes. I was like, okay. So back at home, they call me, they call me Drizzy Drew. <laughs> yeah, they, they call me Drizzy Drew. And then it's like, the way that like I'm gonna take it and run with it, you know. Mm -hmm, you of feel course. Me? So Drake, Drake to me is like the greatest of all time. So 
if people calling me Drizzy Drew, I'm gonna take that and run with it. So now, like, if you look at my Instagram, every picture is a Drake lyric that means something about, like, you feel me? That that hits me hard. Like, right. That 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 aligns with your experience for sure. <laughs> yo, yo, n never in my life will I not laugh at some of the shit y'all be saying over on the East Coast, bro. Like, I'm not gonna lie. The other day, I was on a, uh, I was on my Instagram and I be posting little little motivational posts or whatever, and I was like, I was like, man. But like at the beginning, I was like, yo, it's mad hot outside. The sun beating on my back, but I like that. Oh. And then I was like, I was like, pause. <laughs> oh. Nah, that's wild. Yeah, facts. But um, what have been like some of your influences and men and mentors when it comes to like DJing? Are there any DJs in your city or around the area that like you know let you come to a show or something like that and like or or whatever, just teach you different things you didn't know about DJing? Um, big shout out to DJ Craig G. Um, he's from Connecticut. That's like the top dog. You know, um, great dude, genuine dude. You know, it's not no fake love. Like he's. Definitely is a big on a bigger platform than me, but like you know, he still gives me the same respect as like any other DJ would. Um, I have uh, DJ Sarge, who you know, that's my brother. You feel me? That's my rider. Like, yo, Drew, you got to do this better. Like, you got to do this transition better. You got to talk on the mic a little bit clearer. So it's it's just a lot of DJs, like you know, that really are out there to help. Even uh, Philip Ferrari, who was a uh, French Montana's DJ and uh this is a turning point for me that like opened my eyes that I was DJing at U-Heart Spring Fling 2000 and I'll say what 14 15 um and French Montana was there French Montana pulled up in the Sprinter van you know all the cars his DJ pulled up in like a old ass like 1993 Nissan Maxima came out the car, big coat boy chain. And I say, yeah, that's going to be me. You feel me? That's going to be me. And that was just like a humbling moment for me. And then just to see, like, just to see one of my favorite DJs, DJ in front of me, took a picture, you know, we got a little scratch session in. It just like, I was like, all right, I could be this dude one day. Like, and, and what's like, what are, what are some of the challenges like when you're trying to build your, your, I guess, resume or your, your, your empire, like you used earlier, what have been some of the challenges as a DJ? Like what, what are some different difficulties you go through when you're trying to put your name out there in the world and trying to book gigs? Like what, what's the most challenging thing? It's honestly the promoters. Promoters have their favorites, you know? If I was to come to your city and you'd be like, yo, Drew, I think you could DJ in this club. I, You already know I could DJ. It's just I got to prove to the promoter. The promoter's like, go look at who I follow, who follows me. I, I don't know if he could handle this crowd. You know, but that's the thing about it being a DJ. You got to have music on your laptop to fill up every crowd. You know, whether it's a white crowd, a black crowd, a Spanish crowd, even Armenian crowd, French crowd, it don't matter. You got to have something to at least fulfill that, you know? Whether you do a 15 minute set of just straight, let's say if I'm in France, I got enough France music to get me where I need to go. And then I can go to like the international music that everybody knows with like Jay-Z and the Drake and stuff like that. But yeah. it was just, that's just the way, that's really one thing that I have a difficult time with. 
I feel that. I feel that. And I feel like, I feel like when, you know, with you mentioning that, it kind of reminds me of something I always say about like stacking the deck in your favor at all times, making sure that, making sure that, you know, you know, the chessboard before you get in a game. So it's like, when you go into these events, when you're going to the, when you're in, when you have to meeting with the promoter, when you have to meet with the, with the party host or whatever it is, you know what I'm saying? Like you got to have your laptop, the tracks, uh, you know, the, the playlist, everything set up. So when, when, when bro tries to question your talent, you be like, nah, fam, I got, I got what I need right here. You see this boom, it's ready. It was just like that. in uh, last year in Vegas, I DJed at the uh, MGM grand off on the record club that um, actually Andre Drummond performed at and Tails also did. Um, it was just like, just leading up to that gig, it was just like, all right, the DJ's like, yo, I got to see you DJ. You feel me? I got to see you do this type of club, do this type of party, do this. Like, So it was just like a lot of steps and challenges that people put me through, like promoters put me through to actually get the gig, which is like, so win lose situation, you know, it's a win situation, but you gotta put all that work in. So facts, I feel that. And like how important do you think like, you know, maintaining relationships or like networking is in the DJ industry? Oh, it's very important, you know, whether it like you're an independent artist or even just someone who's connected to the community, you know. Um, I feel like when I DJ, I try to my the way that I express my feelings is through my music. So if I'm gonna play a throwback, I'm gonna make sure the three people who sit it down all the way back at the bar is going to, you know, feel that music or either feel the music or know know who I am. I, I don't care if I have to scream my name on the mic, DJ Drewski, DJ Drewski, DJ Drewski. And you feel me? At the end of the day, you're gonna come from a party like, you know what, what was that DJ name? He said it like 15 times on the mic, you feel me? <laughs> like, so that's really what it is. And then also it's just like, you know, being a good people person, you know, nobody wants to uh, arrogant, cocky DJ. Nobody wants to deal with that because nowhere to go nobody with it. Nobody wants that. to deal with it, right. <laughs> nobody wants to deal with it, so. Facts, facts. And you, you talked about it a little bit right there, but like how, so, so say you're, you know, you're in a booth, like you're looking out at the crowd, you're in a dope club, whatever. How how can you tell, this might sound like a dumb question, but I'm really interested, like how can you tell if people are really rocking with it or if they're about to rock with it? Like how, what do you look at? Like what do you look at in the crowd? What are you what are you listening for to, to tell if you should skip the song or if you should switch it up? Like talk about like moods and how you, how you, you know, acknowledge them and, and see what's going to work in the club. You just really got to... Like for me, like when I'm DJing in a big crowd, I make sure the first, let's say like the first row of people, like the first two rows of people are really engaged with me. So I'll put on a show, you know, when, when I was DJing Vegas, they're not used to a DJ talking a lot. You know, they're not used to DJs. I, I can go into 15 songs in 30 minutes, not even 30 minutes, let's say 15 songs in 10 minutes just click over, click over, click over. They're not used to that. So when you bring something new to the table like that, you got people's attention. Like, all right, he's playing the songs too short, but he's playing bangers, you know? I, and sometimes I even let, you know, I'm, I'm DJing and then I'll cut the beat off and the crowd will sing. So that's when I know, all right, I got the crowd control. So it's definitely crowd control plays a big part in DJing. And as far as me 
make it sure that people are good, like the ladies. The ladies is what, you know, that's what people go to the club for, to see women shake, shake their ass and stuff like that. So you got to make sure the vibe's right for them because that's, yeah, that's what if, right. If, if there's no girls dancing in the club, then just give it up. Like, you know, you got to find a new – it's honestly – Find a new gig. You got to go. <laughs> got to go. Go to a new song, new, new whatever. I feel it. I feel it. And um, so during the, the, the past few months, of course, everybody's facing, you know, challenges in regards to the coronavirus and, and shutdowns and – Obviously, clubs, events, all, all, everything's been shut down. So as a DJ, how have you transitioned? What have you been doing to, like, make sure your name's still staying out there, to make sure you're still putting out content? What, 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 how did you pivot? So um, basically, back in Connecticut, I was DJing at least four, four times a week. You know, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, whatever. No, not even two. Yeah, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Saturday, yeah, four, yeah, four, and then Sundays on brunch. So yeah, I was four to five times a week. So it was it was kind of hard once they started shutting down the clubs and stuff like that. So that's where I turned into Instagram Live. But even Instagram Live now with the copyright rules and stuff like that, it's hard to create a vibe and then Instagram just shuts it down. Mm-hmm. And then now when you go back on live, you got to cre- recreate that vibe, recreate that following. So. It sucked. It sucked. Honestly, it sucks as far as a DJ. But honestly, this is the best time for anybody who's doing music or something to just put out stuff because people are just sitting at home not doing nothing. Facts. Facts. And like in regards to putting things out, like as a as a as a DJ, what can y'all like? How do y'all put content out there in the world besides clubs? Like, what are some other ways you can build a fan base? Like, so say say you're not going to the I mean, obviously you have to as a DJ, but I'm just giving you a scenario. Say you can't go to the clubs, say you can't like, you know, go, like do a wedding event or whatever it is. Like how can, how else can you build a fan base? How, how else can you build your community? Um, honestly, like it's just how big of a DJ were you before this hit, mm-hmm. you know, if during, before coronavirus, if I wasn't doing the clubs, you know, people wouldn't know about me. And then that's where I have to pick out another outlet where, you know, I'm gonna mess with the independent artists. You know, artists always like to like to like to hear their own music. Like I live in a house full of artists. I'll I'll try to get my own rhythm going. They'd be like, nah, I wanna hear my stuff. So <laughs> they feel happy, they feel happy when I will switch up. So I'll put a beat on this way and then a beat on that way. So, so, so let's think about like, let's think about, uh, I'm going to give you like a, a, a crowd. You tell me what you're going to play. All right. So look, we're, we're in, we're in, uh, we're in Hollywood, right? It's a, it's a mixed crowd. Like we got some black folks in there. We got a few, we got a few like, you know, Middle Eastern shorties or something. And then we got the rest is like white folk. Like what, 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 in your head, what are you thinking about playing? Well, first off, um, I'm gonna play songs that everybody know, you know, and if especially if it's a white club, oh, you know, especially if it's a white club, it's like um, I'm gonna play some Nelly, I'm gonna play some 2000s, I'm gonna, I'm gonna bring it up, you feel me? I'm gonna start with the 2000s, bring it up, all right, cool. I'm gonna play, you know, a French Montana song that everybody know. Everybody knows pop that, so I'm gonna play that, get the ladies going. Then I'm gonna play another Nelly song, 
And it just go everywhere. I can even bring it to left field and I can even play like don't stop believing. You get what I'm saying? I can, I can even do that just to get the crowd engaged with me, get the crowd like already controlled. It's crowd control at the end of the day. Facts. And when you're, when you're doing gigs and when you're booking gigs, like how exactly do you decide on rates or how much you're going to demand in money? Does it like, or do they decide, does the promoter decide? Like, how does that work in regards to, you know, for the DJs out there that are listening to this podcast or are watching it and they're like, they've never done a show before. And so they don't know how to like go in and make a, you know, negotiate money. Like, how does that work? It's different. It's different where you at, mm-hmm. you know, in Connecticut, it's not as big as a nightlife as it would have been in New York or Vegas or LA. You know what I'm saying? So you can't go in Connecticut and be like, yo, I'm a new DJ. I want a DJ for $800 for a set. You get what I'm saying? They're going to look at you like, no, we'll find, we'll find four DJs for $800. You know what I'm saying? So it's different. I mean, it's just, you know, who you know and what could you bring to the table and Honestly, nowadays, promoters be booking DJs who could bring a crowd. They wouldn't even have to DJ good, you know, but all right, if, let's say, Phone Flex pulls up. Mm-hmm. Phone Flex has a bigger name than DJ Drewski at the end of the day. But in my opinion, I'm the best DJ in the world, so they're going to give Phone Flex the bag over me. So that's how it is. That's the only sucky part of about the DJing culture is just like knowing your worth and also like sometimes people try to like belittle you and try to play you about your money where I could go to Vegas and be like, yo, I'm worth $800. You want to see? All right, cool. This is my resume. Okay. So, so would you say, or actually I'm a, I'm a transition a little bit. Didn't you, didn't you go on a tour recently or did that get shut down because of coronavirus? That was last year. Last year I went on the tour. Gotcha. What was that like? Talk about that experience. What cities did you hit? What was your favorite city? Um, so it was a tour with, uh, it was Drummond's first tour as a musical artist. Mm-hmm. And then all those artists that I named earlier, they were, they were a part of it. Um, we hit Dallas then we went to Atlanta New Hampshire, Boston, we did Vegas, Detroit, we did Detroit and stuff, um, but it was, it was definitely, that was my first actual tour, actual tour where I'm traveling city to city, and then I'll say my favorite, favorite one besides Vegas was actually Michigan. And why, 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 why Detroit, why Michigan, what was, what was the, what, you why? felt the love, like, you okay. You honestly felt the love, whether I was walking across the stage, people who don't even know about DJ Drewski is grabbing me, mm-hmm. you know, grabbing me, trying to take pictures with me and stuff like that. So I'm, I'm grateful for that. Right. So the vibe was right. And, and how exactly did like that, that team get put together? Like in terms of the artists that went on with, with uh, Dre and everything, like how did that whole, like, how did y'all decide who was going to be on the episode i mean i said episode how did y'all decide who's gonna be on the tour and everything like that um that was just all like management that decided all that it wasn't even like all right drew who do you think should be on the tour it was just all management you know gotcha this fits this this fits this i mean and all of us were all friends so it worked out it worked out that like all right we all put out great music 
and and it was just straight. Yo, and this this a little off, this a little off topic, but I feel like I'm seeing palm trees in the background. Where you be? Where you at? Because I know Connecticut ain't got no palm trees. I'm in Alaska. Alaska. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Hey. Ain't nobody trying no, to I can't disclose that location. Right, right. No, you good, you good, you good. <laughs> um, so do you use uh vinyl turntables or the digital setup when it when it when when it comes to like uh DJing? Um I could use both. I know how to use both, like I'm prepared for both. Um, but right now I use the digital controller, which is more easier to carry around and portable. Right, right. How'd you learn how to do how'd you learn how to do like vinyl DJing and things like that? Um, how did I learn? Yeah, yeah, because that seemed like it's mad difficult. And, and I mean, I'm not saying it's not difficult digitally, but I feel like shit. I also just don't know anything about DJing, so maybe it's not that crazy. But it's not. I mean, the turntables itself, like the controller itself, is just you're doing more work on the computers than you're doing touching the turntables. Like I let my computer do the work, you know. But then where that's on the digital scale. But like when you want to go to vinyls and everything. That's where you have to count, you know, bring the beat in correctly. I have, in my home, in my basement, I actually have, like, probably, like, 10,000 vinyls just in boxes. Just chilling. Yeah. Just just collecting dust. You feel me? Because nobody uses vinyls anymore, so. So when you're putting, like, a a, a playlist together, when you put, like, well, I guess a DJ set. So as a DJ set, this is more my interest for, for my brain. But, like, as a DJ set, like, a playlist and you and you know what song's coming next? Or are you kind of, like, scrolling through your music while you're, like... I'm scrolling. I'm scrolling. Like, you know, um, even when I do the DQR, Drum and Quarantine Radio, like, today's Monday, mm-hmm. and we have a DJ battle. Mm-hmm. So, like, they'll give me, like, a topic. Like, let's say we're doing 2000s. You feel me? I'll have to play music only from 2000s. So I'll just... That's just the internal brain. Like, you feel me? You use your brain library. I let me see what I haven't heard in a little bit. Type it up, you know, get the DJing and going and stuff like that. And I build like that. I never have like a playlist where I can be like, all right, I'm playing this song, this song, because then it gets repetitive. And then that's when you go to clubs and then you hear DJs like, oh, I heard this DJ play this song already. And there, there's times where people be like, oh, I went to this club and I know what the next song the DJ is going to play. Hmm. You don't want that, right? Kind of. No, never. never <laughs> don't want that. No. Right. I was about to say. I was like, I was like, yeah. There's a lot of, like something random though. That the so I'm from Kansas City, so I stay out here in Kansas City. And uh, when we won the Super Bowl, they had like the DJ out there at the at the event. So we all out there like a million deep in the snow, mad cold and everything. And the DJ was playing the same five songs on repeat for oh, three hours. Mm-hmm. I was I felt so disrespected. <laughs> I was like. I was like, this is a good thing as far as that that DJ playing the same three songs. He's still getting paid for playing three facts. songs. No, no, facts, facts. I'm not gonna lie. He probably got a big bag, but but I was I'm not gonna lie. I was also a little irritated. I was like, damn, son, like you could play like at least two more. But hey, you would be a fan though, cause he played the same three Drake songs. He played uh, he said it started from the bottom. Uh, uh, big range probably. Yeah, then there was one other joint. Uh, oh, yeah, he was playing uh, HYFR. And I was mm-hmm. like, someone was playing it on repeat. I'm not going to lie. For the first two hours, I was vibing because I'm a big Drake fan. But this, the, the last hour, I was a little little off. But uh, so how do you feel about the music industry right now? Like uh, the artists that are that are, that are are coming in and, and um, who, are, who are like, you know, 
taking over the market share who are running all the radio stations like the music that's being played right now are you a fan of it are you rocking with it i feel like i'm a fan of the artist who's getting out of their major deal contract mm -hmm. tory lane's like for example yeah, shout out, shout out. Tory lane's. like you know what i'm saying but you could tell through the years of tory lane's being in the label and then now and he's just putting music out because he just got out of his label. Mm -hmm. Like I, re I respect that a lot. Um, I like a lot of, like a lot of like younger dudes that's coming up that's making the big songs, big hits because they're just following the trend that other dudes been doing. So the music industry right now, it's alright. It's alright. It's not. It's not at its best because we didn't seen it at its best where artists are allowed to give us. Two albums, you get what I'm saying? Two albums. And then there's also this artist like the baby who's already just independent and just putting out too much music. You get what I'm saying? So I it's like flip flopping. The music industry, you never know what you're gonna get with it. Facts, facts. Let's talk about uh let's talk about, you know, childhood. Childhood and and and, and Hartford, man. What was you doing? What sports was you playing? Um, what, what, what were you interested in? What did you imagine yourself being when you grew up? So imagine Hartford was very small. You feel me? It's very small. Um, I grew up playing baseball. That was, that was my dream. You know, I'm gonna play for the Yankees. You know, that was my dream. Then, um, then I hang around with a couple of my friends. Then basketball was it. You feel me? Drew, you... You six two. Why don't you play basketball? You feel me? I'm the biggest kid in my in my grade in my class. So I was like, all right, I'll play basketball. Play basketball didn't go as well as I wanted to go. You know, I wanted to be the next LeBron. You know what I'm saying? So then I was like, all right, basketball is done. And that's when I got really serious about my music, where I was actually going to my old high school, helping them out with the band, going to the boys and girls club, telling kids like, all right, bet. I always thought every every kid's gonna think they're gonna gonna be either an NBA player, a baseball player, like you know what I'm saying, something at that nature. But then when you really knock it to the kids, like, all right, you gotta find something else. Pick up a book. You're gonna be a doctor. You feel me? You're gonna be a lawyer. You feel me? Like I didn't I never thought looking back, middle school me, high school me never thought I was gonna be a DJ at this caliber, traveling, touring to different states, different cities. You get what I'm saying? So it was just like, this is a blessing for me, honestly. So you, so, so, so when you're younger, you pretty, you pretty much looking at sports the majority of the time when you're growing up, you like, I, right, I'm, I'm going to be, I'm going to be either in the league and in baseball or in basketball, but, and, but, but yeah. towards, the, towards the end of high school, you start getting into DJing. You didn't really expect to be where you at, but here you are. Yeah. And it's kind of dope because uh, my senior year of high school, I um, DJed my own prom. Hey. So it was, <laughs> was, was kind of lit, like, you feel me? For sure, for sure. That's that was, like, honestly, like, one of my first gigs as DJ Drewski, like, DJ a prom. That's fine. My, my own prom. You feel me? Not a lot of DJs could say that. Like, oh, I DJ my, my own prom. Nah, that's a story that stays with you. That's that's that great grandkid story. You be like, listen here, young blood. Yeah, listen here, young blood. I I, I DJ my own prom, right? Right, right. Talk all the shit you want, but I DJ my own prom. Mm -hmm. Facts, facts. I feel that. Um, so 
when you're when you're on the road, are you are you on your computer like adding new music to your playlist, adding 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 different vibes? Are you creating different? Actually, how do you how do you uh, what's the word I'm looking for? How do you organize your music? Because now that you said that earlier, you said you kind of, you know, it might be a 2000s vibe. You might start here. Like, do you have to find 2000 songs randomly or are you like got like a click so, here? Like it's very organized. My music is very organized. So I have like by the year, like I'll have genre. So I have like a file that says hip hop. Mm -hmm. Then I click the hip hop and then it'll come to another one. And they'll say like, all right, trap you feel me, R&B or whatever, and then I'll have the years under it. So it's just definitely folders and folders and folders and folders. Like, it's just like that. Um, but yeah, it's just endless music. Like, there, nobody knows how much music is out there, but there's still enough music to be played. So it's just like, I, I download a lot every day. You feel me? These dudes in the house will be like, where's Drew at? Drew's in the office downloading music. <laughs> you know? Boy, you gotta have a lot of a lot of space on your computer to be happy. Yeah, and, and that's what it is. Like you feel me? I have a four terabyte computer. Like you feel me? And it's still not full. You feel me? Man, I've been trying to tell my friends like you gotta put out more and more and more music like at scale, bro. Especially when you're not like big yet. Like I understand when you become big, you know you want to be careful of how you release things. But while you're coming up, bro, you gotta put out music, bro, because. Like DJs out here, you can hit up all the DJs in the city. Like, yo, I want you to play my music. I want you to play my music. First off, there's fucking like seventy thousand songs on their laptop. Like, bro, like you got to be first off hard. You got to be. You got to have a lot of music out that they can look at. You got to have. You got to have because DJs really play a big role in the music industry, man. Like, still to this day, obviously, um, they was huge back in the days for show, but like now it's like, if you want your music to start getting out there in your city, cause you got to start in your city from your city to your state, your state to the country. Like you got to hit up your DJs, but if you ain't got no goddamn music, but one song, what they going to do with that? Yeah. I used to DJ in strip club and that's what it like. That's what the strip club done turned into, you know, underground artists going to the strip club, paying a DJ to hear their music in the club. So it, it, is different from everybody. Like it's different for everybody. I, I could personally say that's my experience with artists trying to come up to me. You know, yo, here's two hundred dollars. Play this song a couple times in the club. Like you feel me? But knowing me, I'm gonna go get. It. I'm gonna play your song probably like a minute half. Speed that song up. You know, get you out <laughs> of here. Like, you know what I'm saying? So for sure. Especially when you get those all the time. But then that's where you don't build a relationship with the artists. Where I have artists. You know. Come check me out at my own gig, not even at the strip club. Say if I'm DJing at a club and the artist comes up to me like, yo, I like your set. I go by the name of blah, blah, blah. I'm an artist. You feel me? Let's let's chop it up. Like, that's going to make me want to play your music because you came to see me at my job. You feel me? You respect what I do. So, you know, I'm going to give you the favor right back. It's true relationship building. And I think that's the, the most important thing when it comes to anything in business. It can be music. It can be um, whatever the hell you do. You might sell ebooks, whatever it is, bro. Like you have to create true relationships. You know, I'm trying to get into real estate right now. And I was, uh, I was, you know, writing some notes and they were talking about, you know, private money lending, which is just relationship lending. So it's like, 
you gotta you gotta have the relationship has to be in place before you ask for anything but too often artists or or people in in any industry are coming up and asking for favors but they don't even have a relationship with you so it's definitely uh is definitely a, a problem but if you were to choose like a, a specific event or 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 a club or or what types what types of events do you like to dj most concerts concerts okay concerts and then i also like the clubs like i like i like i like brunches a lot I like brunches. i like i like brunches i like i'll pick over i'll pick a brunch before i'll pick a, a club up but um also i like private gigs Mm-hmm. You know, because that's you building a relationship with the family or whoever's booking you. You know, so say if I'm DJing for you, now I do a great job. Now your aunt or your uncle, like, yo, what's that DJ you had? Now I'm getting to other money. You get what I'm saying? So I like also that. I like also the private gigs and stuff. Bro, brunch is, you know, you remind me of my time in LA. Like, I just moved back to Kansas City from LA like a couple months ago, but yo. LA brunches, summertime are complete vibes. And my brother, my brother and my brother's in music as well. So um like we used to be, you know, throwing brunches, DJs always with the vibe. Man, you just get you brought back some good memories. But um so with the next 10 years, next five to ten years, where do you see your DJ career going? Where do you see yourself? What do you see yourself dabbling in? Is there anything else besides DJing that you might be interested in? So what, what what's the next five to ten years look like for DJ Juice? Uh I'll do five and then ten. Right. So in five years, I see myself actually being a DJ for a couple artists, not just one main artist. You feel me? Like this is the this is the first time where people are actually like accepting an NBA player to become a rapper and actually touring. You get what I'm saying? So now I see myself five years growing from that, being the first one, you feel me, the first guy to do it. So now now I got major artists coming to look at me to DJ. I got radios trying to look at me to DJ for the radio. So that's my five-year goal. And then 10-year goal, I just feel like, you know, I can make my own bookings, you know. All right, DJ Drewski, celebrity DJ, DJ Drewski, mm-hmm. DJing at, you feel me, Club Live in Miami. Like, I want to, I that's my 10-year goal, you know. But who knows? I, I The way the way that my worth ethic goes, like, you know, I, I'm trying to go after that tomorrow. You know, I'm trying to do that today. So and, and life works in, like, weird ways. So you really never know. Just as long as you put, putting in that work and you taking action, you might be on that type of time yeah. next year. You know what I'm saying? So... So and it's really like the OGs, like, you feel me? The OGs really like to see the young go-getters, you know. Shout-outs to DJ Afizi, you feel me? Um, on Drum and Quarantine Radio, I bat- did the DJ battle against him. And I actually came out with a W. And he was like, he was just so like, you know, all right, I want to see you play this. I want to see you play this, play this, you feel me? And I said, all right, I got it. Like, you feel me? I'm not going to back down or nothing. You feel me? So I got him doing my music and stuff and then after the after the whole battle we chopped it up and he was like yo when you in miami um pull up on me you feel me pull up on me we're gonna chop it up and now you feel me i have a possible booking at miami club live you know just from one just just from that one thing so facts and speaking of like battles man who who have been some of your favorite battles that have been happening on the internet right now in regards to djs or artists it doesn't really matter like the versus battle 
Uh, it can be versus or just before that even came about because, you know, they was doing it for a few weeks even before they started that company. Yeah, um, I definitely like the the Neo, the Neo and I think John, what was it, John Austin? I don't remember who he did it with, but I do know. I did, I did watch it. It. It, was, it was that battle. It was that one. The T-Pain and Lil John one was actually a good battle <laughs> also. It, it was more like comedy and stuff like that. Um, I missed the Beanie Man one, the Beanie Man and Bounty Killer. I missed that one only because I had Drum and Quarantine Radio that we had. And it was like on a Wednesday night that they did that or something like that. So it's just like our schedule. Yeah, our schedule over here is just like, ah, I can't do it. Can't watch it. So like the ones I did watch, those were those were my, my favorite right there. I feel it. And how do you how do you feel about how do you feel about like DJs DJs in 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 like bigger cities compared to smaller cities? Do you think that like DJs in smaller cities really are just as talented as like some of these other big DJs that are out here in Miami or LA and they just don't have the the community that they can reach out to or the, the um, I feel like bigger DJs need a bigger DJs need to um you know set the tone for younger DJs like myself, you know, help out like hey, even though you like this lane, I feel like you should go this lane. Just give suggestions out because you know like I'm I'm like a sponge. You tell me, all right, Drew. You got to DJ this type of way, I'm going to learn it. And with you saying that about you being a sponge, man, what is what do you think is, like, the best piece of advice you've ever been given in regards to music or DJing? They said, they honestly, a lot of DJs was like, I have too much energy. <laughs> I have too much energy. You know, when I DJ, I want to just rock. I just want to kill the club. But they said, slow it down, slow my pace down, because... But that's every DJ when they see a big crowd, you know. They, they, they kind of want to play the hottest songs. Not, now you're learning. Like, now you're going to learn. Like, you're going to build up the party. Nobody wants to – you're in the party for two or three hours. Nobody's going to want to hear the, the first hour, all the hottest songs. Nobody's going to want to hear that. So it's just like right away, like, build, build your own momentum. Thanks, man. I think I think DJing is probably one of like the hardest things to do in the music industry, in my opinion, just because I think about like the difficulty of building your brain. You can't really like just drop. It's not like you're dropping like the hottest song in the country that goes to like Billboard Top 100. And you blow up immediately. Like you really got to work. Your, you really got to network. You really got to like go to as many clubs and do as many shows as you can. There's a lot of legwork involved. So definitely shout out to you for choosing that career path and continuing to hustle. So. Um, maybe I'm gonna ask you like one or two more questions, and then we'll we'll uh, we'll we'll wrap it up with the with the with the with my favorite question to ask. So, uh, best and worst phase in your in, in life. It doesn't have to be DJing, but what's like the best phase has been the best phase of uh, uh of your life, and then what has been like the worst phase, the most challenging phase of your life. I feel like the best phase of my life was it was when um. I became the University of Hartford's official DJ. Yeah. When I became that, that was my first, that was my best, like, accomplishment that I did. Even, even becoming on a, like, as a tour DJ, that was honestly my biggest accomplishment also. But, um, also, my worst was just, like, I'm DJing in the club. Yo, 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 yo. 
I was DJing in the club and then like my laptop shut down a couple times. Damn. Yeah, so it was like, damn, I gotta bite that bullet. Damn, yo, that shit, that shit almost had my heart tripping right now and I ain't even in that, shit. damn. That's, but that's, a- where, that's where you had to upgrade, you know, you gotta put your money back into your, your products, you know. Facts, facts, facts. And so I'm gonna ask you this question, man. If, if, if all your music is gone, all your all your social media posts, all your accomplishments, everything is like no longer here or available to see. And you like 72 years old, your great grandchildren sitting in front of you. What's like the best piece of advice you can give them for how to live life? Damn. <laughs> Damn, that's a great question. Um honestly, live your own life. You know what I'm saying? Like, I wouldn't. Like, if I have a son, you feel me? I'm not going to tell him, like, yo, you got to be a DJ. Like, man, you're going to pick your own path. Like, everybody has their own path. So that's what I'm going to tell everybody. You feel me? Like, yo, yeah, I was a great DJ, but, you know, do your own thing. You feel me? Do your own thing. Like, don't don't follow nobody. I like that. I like that. So for, for the people who are listening to this podcast, man, where can they find – any of your social where can they find you on social media where can they find like your dj mixes what what where, where can they find more content from you so um instagram twitter facebook dj underscore drewski d-r-e-w-s-k-i um it's the guy with the beard you feel me um because everybody gets the other drewski confused with me but i'm the guy with the beard you feel me I, like that's my slogan i'm the real drewski you feel me um yes, sir. SoundCloud DJ underscore Drewski also. Um, I'm actually putting a couple mixes on my MixCloud also. So MixCloud.com slash DJ underscore Drewski. Um, everything is DJ underscore Drewski, honestly. And for anybody that watches this and, and is and is a is a club promoter or looking for a van and got some bread in their pocket, where can they uh where can what email can they email to book you? A book Drewski at gmail.com. For sure. Hey, well, DJ Drewski, I appreciate you tapping in with me today, giving me your time, giving me some answers, letting the people that listen to this and letting myself get to know you a little bit better. I'm looking forward to consuming more content um, on your page and, 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 and looking forward to your success. And hopefully, if I ever end up wherever you at, I can come catch a set. Yeah, for sure, man. Um, definitely. For sure. All right, bro. Bless. Thank you for your time. And then, uh, we will uh we will we will make another episode happen soon. For sure, man. Thank you for having me, man. No problem. Peace. All right, dog.